cut. Cut. Action. Run it back. Fire caption for last night. Ooh. No, I don't like it. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Trader Without a Radio. You already know how it goes. It's got. Uh, it's got. It's we got. got it's got, got the podcast has got. Oh, it's yeah. music's all we got. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Renee from the other day, Trado. We have a very special guest with us today. If you've seen him in the streets, you know that he is. You see him in the streets, you see him in the sheets. No oh, shit. Cinnamon in the. Wait, what? Cinnamon in the sheets. Yeah. You know, that just, might be a little weird, right? No, you put a little bit of cinnamon so when you wake up in the morning, it gets you going. Oh, yeah. Like you wake up to the smell of cinnamon? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Jesus? What is up, my <laughs> cinnamon uh, aficionados over here? Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, I didn't even know we were aficionados until until it's, that little exchange. It's the there season. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jesus J. Montero. Um, Trito knows me by eight different other street names. Yeah. You know and accounting, yeah. Yeah, but my, my <laughs> government name is Jesus. Uh, depends on uh, how you pronounce it. Jesus. 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 Do you get called Pe- Jesus a lot? A lot. Yeah? Often. Do you like... Uh, so much it makes other people uncomfortable. Like <laughs> oh, religious wow. people. Oh, shit. He is not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, those people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, even eighth grade, I went to the local junior high here, which houses like thousand brown kids but my professor was like do you want me to introduce you as jesus montero when i got my diploma yeah and i thought no because like the elderly mexican women were gonna be flipped out Mm -hmm. um but yeah Yeah. nice man Uh, welcome to the show dude yeah first time long time i love you guys i I checked it out before all the the stage set up you know what i'm saying back when before the hype before the lights before professional what was that, like season two season one season well, yeah season one no i guess was there a video or was there no video no video season one at first uh, yeah. and then before then obviously your 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 uh records you know what i'm saying uh-huh. right. old school three-door car three-door yeah. car you know, you what know I'm saying? we actually haven't even talked about that on the show we have like it's funny to bring that up actually i'm that's a music so i'm a music man you know so i gotta bring yeah. it up damn that's so embarrassing for everyone that's listening um Renee and I used to be in a boy band back in the day. Okay, what's in a boy band? A, a K-pop band. K-pop band. We used to travel the world. Um, but no, we actually had a... <laughs> well, Made millions. I had no. two albums under my belt. You had like three, three or four three, projects. Four. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, we yeah, got to get uh, Julian on here, man. That'd be the proper way to yeah, talk about all the, that. Yeah, uh, that was the third part of... Uh, right. That was, cool that was the mastermind. Yeah, that's so that's so like funny like thinking back like we used to rap that's so weird oh no right. now we just we gave up on rapping it was too hard so now we just talking to microphones yeah, instead. Right. <laughs> you know yeah thinking back i think the first time because i knew trado and this we'll be discussing this later but i first met trado jose how do you prefer yeah, I go by trado okay jose, trado. that big, dude big t big, big t. t i first met big t on campus long story short but then i knew him from campus and then like at the end of the year, there was a talent show at our local community college, Morin oh, College. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, I rap. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and then I think you brought your crew. What's it called? Uh, yeah, the, the cool, cool men. We cool men. We were not, not even close to being like the but cool then, Yeah. I was like emceeing it. I was emceeing mm-hmm. the talent show or I forgot what I was doing. And I'm like, all right, the cool men. And I was like, let's see. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if it's a friend, you hope their performance you is hope good. It's good. You hope yeah. it's not bad. And or you don't have to lie to them. You don't have to lie to them. You know what I'm saying? But like, Trado, I, was, I didn't have to lie. I was like, 
like I was completely like out of it. You know so when you see like your third grade teacher in like a supermarket? <laughs> yeah. Like you had like you're speechless. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I felt watching you after your performance. Like, man, you you were good. You were Dude, really good. No. Damn. That, damn. See, there you that's go. Very generous. That's like <laughs> the biggest compliment. And the, like ten years too late. I should have told you then, but I mean that would that would have put Trade over the edge. That would have been uh, it. That would have been. You would have motivated it. him to get that record deal. Yo, remember the first time we put out a, a music video on YouTube? I, dude, I was legit like, yo, this is it. Like, we have a music video. <laughs> we made it. No, but I remember during that time, I was so nervous to show people at, at school uh, our music. Because, yeah. like, no one knew I rapped. Like, you know, and I was like, if these girls find out that I know how to rap, I'm going to be... going to be all over Yeah, me. it's bad game enough over, that ladies. I was super, like, game anxious. Over. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> didn't get any game out of that, to be honest. But Wait, you did it? No, dude. It was oh. horrible. They were like, oh, you rap? And then you I should do it right. Wow. No, so you had all the girls? Like, you were just flocking. Just flocking left and right. Damn. Your visuals were dope. What was that one track you sampled? Uh, I want to put money that it's uh, Strange World. I, I feel like it was. I think that was the one you performed. That's why it stuck with me. Oh. That no. was one of our first, like, yeah. singles, if we could even call it that. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, like, yeah, right. was a single. It was, came out, it was Strange came World. Out. Had yeah. a video. The video we shot at Prosca Park yeah. in the freezing cold. Freezing cold. It was way colder than yeah. it looked in that video. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, was that the sample for not three door three door car right or no three door no. ride was oh three door ride sorry that was like some like space sample, yeah. Odyssey sample yeah but no we did have a, a song sampled by uh, not MGMT um, there was an MGMT one. I don't know. The point is, there's <laughs> yeah, a lot was, of samples. We got to revisit that album, man, because that that's like no. I think that you should do that. Like review your old music. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And we That'd can, be, yeah, we, we can, can play that without getting like flagged. Yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> You're thinking about it like, nah, hell, no, you know it's not Bring your yeah. your other guy and just yeah. review it. Like live reviews. You know, That'd be or That'd be a good like, re- react to, to your your yeah. videos. Yeah. That, uh, think about it that i don't know about cool. reacting to the videos the videos aren't on youtube anymore oh really oh, yeah. no we had to take them down yeah some, for some reason i don't know yeah why. some I, like the account that we used to upload the videos got like hacked or something mm. the password was compromised and like some whoever got the account was posting a bunch of like racially insensitive Wait, things really? <laughs> yeah, oh, from it. Right, is this yeah. real this isn't a bit like this is like legit yeah like legitimately happened because i remember uh i got a message uh, or a call rather from from Julian, the the third member, and um, he's like, "Hey, have you been posting stuff under this username?" And I was <laughs> he like, just wanted to make sure you weren't racist. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you you got something to tell me? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, I like I don't even have the credentials for that anymore. He's like, all right, right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and just deactivate it because I don't know where all these like comments are coming from. Yeah, mm-hmm. so weird. There's a bunch of like weird posts and stuff that are being created from that user. So he ended up just removing all the videos and removing the, you know, terminating the account. So mm-hmm. I, also, I imagine he has the file saved locally somewhere. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Like on SoundCloud, we have that one song that has like 5,000 plays from like Bosnia or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a song on, like one of our old songs literally has like thousands of plays from like this remote, like, yeah, some I don't know. random location in the world just. They love that song. They love that song. Like we're probably famous over there, and no one. So you have to tour over there in Bosnia. Yeah, then. yeah probably. Your it's first, so your funny. first stop. Like, it, it is really weird because occasionally I'll get emails because uh, I guess my Gmail account has the is linked to the SoundCloud account where mm. everything is uploaded, and every once in a while I'll get emails like, "Hey, you should think about 
like signing up for like pro or whatever it's called <laughs> because you're like this track is getting close to its download limit and i was like right. what <laughs> It was like, yeah, you can only download like a hundred times on this track that's, that's been downloaded so ninety-eight times. You just check your email more often. Yeah, I know, yeah, no kidding. Imagine you're getting invites from Bosnia. It's like, we love you guys. <laughs> uh, if that's the right accent, like, come through. <laughs> we'll pay for everything. You know, Yo, I would be down. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I probably don't know any of the words, but like, have to, I would have to revisit. No, no, no. It. So you just get the crowd to sing. Yeah. Oh yeah, just do one of these. <laughs> Like, say but one the, word and then the let the whole them... song, you're just standing there. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. No, man, one of our influences, um, <laughs> this is me transitioning into uh, shit. Uh, Mac Miller back in the day was like the guy to go to when, when I was first starting to rap. Um, oh, yeah. yeah definitely and, got that. Yeah, dude. So, rest in peace, Mac Miller. But I wanted to talk to you about Mac Miller because I, I, I went on before. You coming on the show, I went on your Instagram and I was looking through, like, trying to see, like, what you're about now. And. I saw some pictures of Mac Miller, man, and um, I kind of wanted to dive into that story, if there's a backstory to that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, some context, uh, I'm a journalist, music journalist, yeah, I've done it for a minute. To, oh, yep. We totally forgot yep. to mention that. So, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, when I first met Trado, I think I was in the beginning part of my career in terms of what i wanted to do for my life so for everybody listening listening it's that like age-old question it's like what do you want to do with your life you know Mm -hmm. that creates panic so i dabbled into music journalism and i got a a real niche for it and i really enjoyed um music you know uh covering it going to these different events and opportunities i never had that privilege growing up so i never got to go to concerts so the first time I did get to go was for work, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the first few concerts or festivals I got to shoot was, like, North Coast Music Festival. This was back, like, in 2013. Uh, and Mac Miller was one of the headliners at that time. Um, and I only bring this up because I, I know the the specific day you're talking about is a little bit more further in my life. But since that was my first introduction to music, uh, it, was, it was surreal. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you know... Kid, poor kid, growing up, couldn't afford tickets. Now I have on all an exp- all access pass to a music festival. Yeah, yeah. Got to go super close. Got to do whatever. And the last artist I got, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was, it was Mac Miller and Nas. They both were headlining that night for some reason. Or wow. I'm probably like conflicting days. Yeah. But I'm like Mac Miller had just as big as crowd as Nas, uh, as did. Nas did, which was yeah. like crazy. Uh, he. His, I think his crowd was a little bit more rowdier because mm-hmm. I couldn't get to the front. Okay. And as like a media person, you have like passes to get to the front or whatever. Now as I got up there, good spot. I think you actually went to that concert that I did, weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was there. Um, it was amazing. Yeah, and then Mac, like I couldn't, like I was just yeah. too far gone. So I, I uh, at the time, new to my camera, uh, got a, a, a twenty to seventy uh, millimeter lens, which is just basically a telephoto lens, a long lens shot a crappy photo of mac uh super blurry i thought it was the best photo ever made you know what i'm saying um as you should as you should now it's completely different but (laughs) fast forward a few years a few concerts i shot him but uh one of the last few years i got to cover Lollapalooza. mac miller was in town this is uh before the divine feminine came out Mm. i forgot what year the 2017 i think Uh, yeah that was yeah right before Um, good good am yeah um and he was in town. He was pro, he was he wasn't headlining Lollapalooza, but he had a good spot at a yeah. good stage. And uh, I was covering Lollapalooza for press at the time. 
and I got an invite. He had a uh, an exclusive listening party of his album. Okay, which was a uh, pretty awesome. yeah pretty interesting. It was like co partner with Google. This was like when Google uh, Cardboard was a thing. I don't know if you guys really yeah. like, remember that, but it was yep. like 4D, like oh, right. uh, yeah. VR visual things. Mm-hmm. So they had an event. They gave out Google Cardboards, but everyone was there to see Mac Miller. And it was a industry things are like completely strange. And yeah, was, that just like, sounds like a strange pairing, but I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> How yeah, is that? Yeah. Like, okay, but then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that, that yeah, yeah. briefly. Yeah, but. Um, uh, Mac was there. S- some of his uh, producers were there. Some up and coming artists were there too. But he was just mad chilling, just mm-hmm. chilling on the couches. All you could see, like the people that were nervous or the people that were with him, because of how they gravitated towards the the room. It was like on a rooftop, yeah, uh, yeah. like in the South Loop that like oversees Lollapalooza's Grand Park. Damn. And um, everyone was like mad nervous. I'm like, this is Mac Miller. We were invited, like. I'm gonna go say what's up, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, um, you, you, you know, you didn't just waltz in there. You had right. like a proper invitation right. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, even if I didn't, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, went up to him, told him that quick little story. He's like, "Look, um, I associate Mac with like my intro into the world that I now consider my career, like my passion." So yeah. I'm like. You know, you know. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing this album. I was wondering if I can get a few photos with you, if that's cool with you. Again, it was probably like a two to three tops five minute conversation on top of like our quick photo session that we had, and that was it. Like, I'm not trying to hype up. Like, yo, we we got to we got (laughs) matching tattoos. (laughs) We're best friends. Yeah, we best friends. We got to eat our hot dogs. Like nothing like that. Um, Hot dogs. uh, Yeah. um, But it, I mean, that small interaction is uh-huh. just uh, thousands and thousands of testimonies of how chill and open Mac Miller was with not only like journalists, but fans, more mm. importantly, fans, uh, and how he was just like, I don't, human is a weird way to describe a person, but yeah, I think right. in, the, in the music industry is a, a nice characteristic to tell, but he was really, uh, it, was, it was a great experience, you know, and this was a pre like, um obviously his death you know rest in peace but um it was a good experience it was a good experience awesome, being man. able to meet him i know we've seen him a, a handful of times and yeah. i can only imagine like what it's like to actually have a conversation with him yeah like it's true i mean obviously you can't anymore but like what would you ask mac if you had the chance to like talk to him yeah uh i don't even know i think i think it depends like what I would ask him now is probably way different from what I would ask him <laughs> back in like yeah. yeah what would I what I would have asked him like after a show one of the shows that we saw mm-hmm. like after a show it would probably be like the dumbest random thing that I saw like on his Twitter or like his Instagram right. if, if you remember the uh, his like post he had like a series of posts on Instagram and like a series of YouTube videos when he was touring where he had like this this uh teddy bear with him mm. oh that's right yeah he had, like a stuffed bear and he was like it was like reading a book and like smoking a smoking a blunt yeah. and like doing all these random things with the bear I'm like bro what, what the hell's up with the bear that's like, right around the time he dropped that caviar song right yeah yeah yeah, where, yeah he came back from hiatus yeah so yeah. that and like the uh what, what was it called the plane boat car song yeah he had like a collab with like pharrell they were gonna do like a slime yeah album. they were gonna do a whole album like yeah, pink slime i think at any point between like those three shows that we saw him at it would have been like one of those questions like, yeah some some like yeah like bro like, what's up with this album like, was he yeah. touring on those projects or was this like 
know what I'm saying? Like, was it because it's, it's early Mac then, right? Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw him might have been like Macadelic, right? I think so. I think the first time, if I remember correctly, at, at NIU, that was the first time we saw him. Oh, it was a concert show? A I mean, concert a, show. A college but, show? Yeah, a college show. But I think either it was about to come out or had just come out, Macadelic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he then went on a tour, which we went to go see him again in Kalamazoo. Yeah, that was and funny. it was like the same stage set up and it was more or less the same track list mm-hmm. so it was kind of like the I guess that college run was like the beginning of his tour Yeah, and then so we saw that and then saw him again in the tour and then I can't remember the, the, the last time that we saw him was maybe like a year after that or a year, a year after and a that half. yeah and then the last time I saw him was at uh, Governor's Ball in New York uh-huh. and he was like super wasted I remember yeah. everyone in the crowd was talking shit they were like man you really? suck yeah he, you could tell he was a little he was slurring his words a little bit but I was loving it. I was like, "Yo, this is amazing!" Like he was doing like yeah. all his old songs, and like I'm in a different state. Like it was, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think there's been a time where I've seen Mac uh, like live that I was like disappointed. Like he yeah. was always like a performer at first, you know? Right. That's pretty badass. Um, but yeah, going into the like industry event, how how is it like different from other things you've done as far as like covering events? Is it like you said, people? You could tell people were like weird and acting like nervous. Uh, is it just a different vibe, or? I mean, yeah, depending on the in, on the industry. Um, being in uh, being in journalism, especially in Chicago, you get to cover different fields, different opportunities, different projects, different whatever. So the industry, the music industry, is completely different from like the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa, different um, outings, different like mixers, different just like underground like little secrets that they all share within um within each other in music I, I probably a little know more about that it all depends on um the partnerships of who's hosting it right. uh which project people are trying to promote who's hot which uh, artist labels want to push in front to get a bigger audience you know what i'm saying it's kind of it's a, kind of all superficial in terms of like what makes the next great artist or who's right. the next big wave it's like before now it's you see a transitional shift of like it's a lot more like user like push you know i'm saying like artist fans really bring up artists but uh not that long ago or still to this day it's a lot of like labels like pushing uh, yeah yeah who can we bring out who should we invite let's have this cool party let's make sure they get it tagged on social media i'm saying um yeah uh but it's a lot of fun (laughs) it's a lot of fun it's filled with uh you know a lot of uh, interesting people great place for networking mm. you know what I'm saying I think that's probably the, the best thing I like about it is just the opportunity to network and not just industry events but like a lot of uh, events in the city like uh, panels you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like talks yeah. conversations like I think that's probably the most places I meet new people it's just like going to like a music one on one workshop hosted by like an editor from wherever you know what I'm saying right. like I think that's um, one of the things I really do like industry wise cool, about the nice. city so at, at what point were you like hey this is what i want to do and this is how i'm going to do it like what was the shift when you were studying early on yeah i don't think there is a how because i know a lot of people that do what they're doing differently you know mm-hmm. like i think i know you follow him damien campbell um damien campbell he's he's a pioneer you know what i'm saying he started his own music blog um music is my life 
and he coded himself he laid it out himself and then with that site he would go on to interview incredible artists at them he interviewed mac yeah mm-hmm. he interviewed big sean he interviewed action bronson like early early on like underground like just when they had mixtapes out and then gz the same and then he's progressed more to more like uh more like polished self than he was uh before mm-hmm. so like that's his route you know what i'm saying right. and then there's another person a, a photographer i know you follow dan garcia it oh, does yeah. the same thing in terms like he creates his own site uh shoots his own content and he goes like travels the the world basically just shooting uh different concerts and stuff the um, way i met dan uh is actually pretty wild we uh we were a front row at a at a concert in 2014 um it was a common uh that off fest oh nice yeah so first I, year I was, or the second year uh first year okay. first year i was i was front row just as like a fan he was there with like a camera he snuck in because he didn't oh, have like, the a media easy, press uh, Kanye was yeah. there oh, oh my nice. god so this was like at, at a park right like mm-hmm. right off of lake street literally was like a like a small like concert but it was common uh lupe fiasco was on the on the on the lineup um yeah. lupe yeah lupe twista like a bunch of like chicago artists right. and like it was like a, a special guest and everyone knew it was kanye but like it wasn't confirmed so then this guy was standing next to me which now uh dan um garcia yeah yeah so i didn't know him but you know we're standing out there all day so i started talking to him super cool guy he was telling me about his his blog um i think uh the late uh early registration early registration yeah yeah, early registration i was like yeah shout out to them and uh he was really cool and he's like yo if Kanye comes out like we gotta go crazy because i'm gonna take so many pictures (laughs) and sure enough he took some of the best photos that night that later on i saw all over the internet and i was like yo this guy is awesome like he's cool but kanye came out and he literally was like this is right when he was wearing the mask so he started to get like a little weird (laughs) but he he didn't come out with a mask like he was straight chicago played all his like old stuff and like it was amazing he freestyled with common like it was super dope um and we were like like literally a foot away from him um but yeah that's how i met dan and that's like i'm gonna remember him for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, that night was crazy that that was definitely one of my favorite concerts for sure yeah and i mean at that point like you just mentioned something real briefly like and what dan does which is what i really admire about him is no press right so what does he do he guns it out like you did mm-hmm. gets in the front row waits there for hours you know what yeah. i'm saying damien uh damien campbell same thing he uh got to interview nipsey hustle rest in peace uh, at a chicago show no a chicago pop-up i think at joe fresh mm-hmm. but this was like years ago oh really and was he doing like the marathon clothing or i think so yeah um it was so long ago i can't remember but uh he got told interviews coming you just have to wait you just have to wait you just have to wait yeah and he waited all night and he got to interview him at one two eight two Damn. eight two in the morning Damn. in the freezing cold look it up on youtube it's a great interview but him and nipsey are just outside in the freezing cold in chicago just like just standing there for like 10 15 minutes but it's a good interview yeah. so you know yeah. what i'm saying so that's what makes him stand there for so long yeah, he's grinding but it yeah. yeah exactly so but that's what people don't see right so they see the fire photos they see the fire interviews but they don't right. see the, the work, work that, that gets into put it. into yeah. it yeah damn damn you're <laughs> <laughs> just both say damn at the same time who's uh who's your favorite interview that you've done so far or a memorable one that you would like to talk about because I'm, I'm sure you've interviewed a bunch of people right but like one that stands out uh my like um cheesy like 
philosophical philosophical answers like oh the next one you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> of course that's, that's um i don't know man i i i don't have that like idea in mind of like who is super cool just because it's like you never know who's coming into town obviously chicago mm -hmm. so you have a lot of great artists a lot of great actors a lot of great musicians i think i think looking back the most surreal without really realizing it i'll, I'll mention two so i'm not answering your question but I'm, i'm sharing more than i should first one was with michael peña right so he's an actor he's in yep. ant-man he was he did the biopic cesar chavez uh funny guy so he was my first ever interview he was promoting the movie end of watch right mm. incredible oh, yeah. super nervous i was like mad lightheaded as soon as the interview was over i was like <laughs> wobbling away yeah um i only bring that up is because i recently interviewed him like a two years ago and no, that's not recent but two years ago for another movie and he kind of he remembered me you know what i'm yeah, saying because wow. of what oh, i said cool. well obviously how i look because yeah. there's not a lot of uh latino interviewers um and the fact that i was in chicago he's from here so that was a, a good like little remembrance of like yeah. people remembering you know yeah, same yeah. for artists but like i mean actors probably deal with it more second part is um that was my first i think he was my first and the toss-up is between him or uh the rizza Ooh. so he was my i think either my first or second it was it's cloudy it's been a few years i have yeah. to mm -hmm. double confirm on that um but he was promoting his film man with the iron fist okay yeah, yeah um and i was representing our community college newspaper i was able to finesse my way into there with <laughs> the awesome. the the bigger papers you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so depaul's paper was there columbia's northwestern's mm -hmm. then there was me you know what i'm saying a small little <laughs> yeah. brown community college and i asked the best questions nice uh i could say that because he said that um did you sprinkle in like a, a music question or was it strictly like movie related no it was uh i, I halved and halved it just because yeah. oh, like, i wanted awesome. to give them like props for actually trying to make them you know what i'm saying yeah just, like, i don't want to be like oh when's that album coming out you know right um <laughs> the next wu-tang album yeah exactly but uh i think i oh i overdid it just because i went in the suit you know what i'm saying yeah everyone but, else was uh, like he, a t-shirt he, he, he <laughs> yeah exactly but he called me dapper and he like you know when you like fix the coat and yeah. like fix the tie so rizza got to fix my tie you know what i'm saying there you go. So, that's uh, memorable in itself yeah dude. like he probably remembers that there was that one dude who showed up in a fucking suit in a whole ass yeah. suit Yo, I remember that. Like, I remember when I first met you, you were all suited up. And I was like, yo, this guy is taking, like, science class really it's, serious. It's, it's the, <laughs> the only, like, cl only clothes I had. So yeah. it's all it's all, just facade. all suits. It's all fake. Yeah, it's no, that real. was awesome. And then, like, ever since then, it's like, oh, you know, he's just, yeah, the guy with the with the suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's probably what Riz says, too. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah, the guy yeah. with the suit. Yo, that could be your thing. Like, you just. Guy with the suit. Yeah. Buy it now on, uh, what, what's it called? Dang. 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 Uh, Fucked up. Uh, oh god what's, what's Squarespace thank you Squarespace oh, oh wow yeah. all that Squarespace. for Squarespace right on Squarespace <laughs> <laughs> nice transition oh. yeah yeah um, damn that's crazy man so that's that's pretty cool I think uh, you don't really like you said you don't see the work that goes into the interview until you see the final product on, yeah. online so that's how do you cool. how do you do that I guess what, what's your kind of process when you're like you're gonna interview this person how do you formulate your questions Yeah, no, a lot of people have different methods to, like, prepare, you know, and anybody, I mean, you guys do just the same. And um, a lot of people have different things that, like, parallel. So I know a lot of interviewers that do a lot of research. Mm -hmm. I know some interviews that don't do research at all and just, like, go on the whim. 
Um, I think it one, it all depends on the person that's doing the interview and how comfortable they feel with talking with people because yeah. some people could read people and uh, narrate the, the line of questions specifically where it's not awkward. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But other people need that extra preparation. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I think it's a mix. I think if it's somebody that I'm comfortable with, um or somebody that i'm really passionate about then I, it would be a mix of long extensive research uh to just a little bit more fun personal questions but yeah that research is needed and i think that's f like a great foundation for any great interview it's yeah makes makes sense i ask because like i um uh, as you may or may not be familiar with the the hot one series on youtube yeah sean m is he in chicago native once yeah, a year by yeah so like I know study broadcast journalism almost every almost every interview or every episode that I've seen at some point he asks something where the person's like how why yeah. how do you have this information and so like the amount of prep work that must go into his interviews like every time regardless of who the guest is and that's I was just kind of wondering based on that I like how smooth he is too if you yeah. notice like he gets a lot of compliments from like his guests they're like wow you really do talk like that like he yeah <laughs> yeah like, like he's oh, this so is real. smooth yeah, yeah. I mean uh, I mean it, you, you see the practice you know yeah. it's it's he's mm -hmm. rehearsed it you know and he's he's incredible but he's not like that just off the cuff like he right. put in the work to be like that you know and uh, I mean he studied broadcast journalism at U of I um, and what's different from like traditional journalism to what he's doing is obviously the content of who they're interviewing, but is, is the dedication to it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I think that's what a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, a lot of actors face when they do press junkets, when they go to different cities to promote their music is they're getting people that are interested in them, but they're only there for a selfie. They're only there to get like, Oh, I got to interview right so and so but they really don't care you know and mm -hmm. people like sean evans people like nardwar of course nardwar. you know yeah, shout out to the, the guy. i was thinking of yeah. you know what i'm saying they actually really do care so you could feel it through the the interview mm -hmm. you know yeah that's crazy yeah, it makes that's, a lot of sense yeah huh um i think uh aside from interviews you, you mentioned that you uh growing up you didn't really like you couldn't afford like concerts and stuff how did you get into hip-hop like personally because everyone like well i know how i got into hip-hop mm. obviously you you got into hip-hop a different way what what was your introduction to hip-hop uh yeah intro to hip-hop was just blank cds lying around you know what i'm saying whatever was uh burnt um i would like find whatever my sister had or uh her boyfriend at the time and now her husband um but just different you know and i grew up on the the limewire age you know oh of course where you yeah. like rolled yeah. the dice to try to uh download the hottest new track and probably got it? something you didn't <laughs> get you know um yeah. but the introduction started from the radio started from like just i think that the the growth of technology definitely helped influence that you know in terms of like uh experiencing different music because like midwest chicago any music person will tell you like um in terms of hip hop um you know we really took the back seat in terms of like what was mainstream mm -hmm. uh, in the early 2000s you know it was the east coast west coast and then you had Kanye come up but it's like then you had that southern rap that was off for a bit yeah oh, like yeah. Uh, Mike Jones and late, all them late thousands the, yeah. the late aughts yeah i i love like if you look at it it's always like a different uh, region like yeah. now it's 
what mumble rap and so like atlanta yeah but it's not really regional because you could be like from wyoming and yeah, you can have, mumble anywhere yeah you can mumble <laughs> anywhere really yeah yeah all right so limewire that that was a big yo i used to hate limewire man why because like you would again it would say like nelly grills and then you download it and it's like some random fucking right. porn it's not yeah, nelly like, grills yeah it's some girl moaning in the back and it's like what is this i don't yeah <laughs> you gotta you gotta follow the trusted cedars my mm-hmm. guy they yeah, get, yeah. The, the you, you know what I'm saying? if you start scrolling you're, you've gone too far yeah but. true well <laughs> yeah in both sense yeah i think <laughs> i think how you kind of mentioned that kind of plays into it a lot too and why there's so much i, I think that's why there's not like a certain region anymore Cause because now, of the internet? yeah, it's so accessible. You have way more than trying to find like burnt CDs that are laying around or waiting twelve yeah. hours to download an MP3 from LimeWire. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yo, the internet's taking over everything. I mean, look at Disney Plus and like all these streaming platforms. Like, soon you're not gonna have cable channels that are specifically like a you know, channel. A channel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at like ESPN Plus. Like, you could just get ESPN now. For, yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Um, in journalism, how do you, uh, or not how, but like, which, how? <laughs> how do you type? No, where, where do you like to put your, your content? Like, do you enjoy, um, the paper more? Or like, do you do like, like websites with like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, um, I think it's important for every journalist or every person really to be diverse in like their skill set. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I think I'm in a in a rare form where I, I don't really uh, associate with a specific platform. Like, I have experience in, like, um, online, television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only radio experience I had was with you really early on in the uh, college cool. career. But I think you need to be that diverse. One, obviously, because the journalism market is, like, really not looking good in terms of future job opportunities. But uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's good for your reporting. It's good for the soul to be... I believe a little bit more world verse and just mm-hmm. you know different. Th- I never met a successful person that's only good at one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, even if it's music, if you're good at music, well, you know, challenge yourself to do it differently. Challenge yourself to uh, write differently than you're used. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. so in terms of journalism, like a little bit of everything, you know, uh, TV, uh, online, print. You know, it's a, it's a toss up. Damn. What about you, Renee? Uh, so you know, I just try to pick one thing and just <laughs> completely contradict. You gotta diversify. You gotta diversify. Yeah, you no, know, no, 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 no. I buy. I put all my stocks in Apple, and then uh, it's, Apple's always fingers crossed. All your eggs in one basket. It's it's all the eggs in one basket. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so with with that, then uh, your diversification of your platforms and how you get your your stuff across is there is there a medium that you see that's the most accessible to people or that people most respond to like i imagine that straight up print media is like the least the one that has the least amount of engagement or at least the least uh measurable engagement Mm -hmm. so how would you kind of how do you like keep that uh you know keep that together in your head because you know you can't like like a piece of paper you know right yeah and that's the the long discussion of like impact in terms of like reporting or just journalism in general you can't really market that you know and people right. are trying to because they're trying to you know make money off of that trying to you know that's how ad people make more money it's like well this is how our stories have this big impact or whatever 
um i think it's a mixture i think it's a mixture because there's some parts in the country where social media platforms that we rely on not in the country in the world social media platforms that we rely on to tell these stories like instagram twitter mm-hmm. facebook um because of their government or because of their lack of resources they don't have it right i know in some parts of the world i forgot where so i don't want to um, you don't want to throw somewhere under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I know in some parts of the world, because resources are limited in terms of internet, they use uh, WhatsApp mm-hmm. or they use uh, SMS messaging system. Yep. So if you subscribe, then you get news delivered to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. And like to the old school, like paper to the house kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, r- regardless of delivery method, like if people find a way to like deliver the news or any sort of consumption like to you know listen to music to deliver films like people got to find a way you know what i'm saying right. you can't suppress art you can't suppress like information you know like it, it's gonna prevail so w- with that uh do you see print media and like books uh magazines newspapers kind of being phased out by just new ways like ebooks and the such um probably but not in our lifetime not a, i mean that's my personal like opinion you know it's uh yeah you, you know you hear it all the time especially from all the old heads like yo you gotta get out of this industry yeah newspapers are dying this time whatever it's like now more than ever people are like debating or talking about what they saw in the news you know before yeah. back in the day people could care less like uh eh, right. why do that eh, who cares but now people are like yo did you see what happened in the news today i'm like yeah you know um so more accessible now too yeah exactly but in terms of like like paper like print or whatever it's like that may be gone but like the the work that gets put into it will never be you know what i'm saying like it'll i yeah like you know it instead of it being a newspaper it's like a 20 minute video somewhere now or it's you know an article that you see on some site yeah and you yeah exactly and you see it in different platforms like john oliver he doesn't associate himself as being a journalist but he does a lot of journalism work and a a lot of uh behind the scenes that presents news or information in a way that's easily understandable right i don't know every late night host nowadays like they start with a news monologue snl the same thing yeah um I mean, pretty soon you're going to see all your hype beasts like trying to promote their, you know, GOP picks or whatever, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different field, you know, and, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Going back to Sean Evans, I wonder how you, he feels now. I wonder if he thinks like, yo, I never thought that I would be eating chicken wings as like a career, like, you know? Yeah. Like, as a career yeah. interviewing like the top people That's in such Hollywood. a great like idea as far as like interviews go. Yeah. to have them in that situation where they can't talk and they're like burning up yeah yeah that's so cool um we probably get some more you know more authentic reactions out of them too because they're preoccupied with my mouth is on fire yeah no yeah. what's your favorite uh hot ones interview Ooh, i don't know what is my house uh, do, you, do you have one off the top of <laughs> I your do, head yeah. actually i'm excited for this chance the rapper one that's coming up this week oh really um, i didn't even yeah. know that yeah, this thursday this thursday yeah um but kevin hart had a really good one um Paul Rudd was really good recently. Yeah. I'm, trying to, really I'm trying to think, and I can't think of any other one except for the Scarlett Johansson one, but that's only because you talk about it so much. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you. Scar- did, have you seen the Scarlett Johansson? Do you rewatch the interviews? Do I rewatch them? Yeah. No, I think I just see them. I watch them once. And okay. Good. I'm just, like, getting a survey. Yeah, yeah, but I saw Scarlett Johansson one. Yeah. That was good. 
Yeah. I, I talk about it because I never found her, like, attractive. Okay. Until that interview where I was like, wow, she's actually really cool. Like It took her, like, sweating out of her mind. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, throughout the whole Avengers, like... Nothing. Nothing. It nothing, didn't do anything. Nothing. And then I saw her in the interview. I was like, wow, she's actually really cool. Like, uh, wow. Yeah, I would definitely eat hot wings with her. That, um, that interview did make her seem a lot cooler to me, too. Just hearing her, uh, her, her speech patterns and just mm. how she... Not, talks not playing a character yeah, yeah not like a freaking agent yeah yeah so it just it made her more human in my eyes oh that's the one that's probably my favorite i had to look it up the one with Kristen bell i really liked but is that this is what i deal with all the time <laughs> Kristen so, bell I'm she did the kidding. voice of anna and in frozen. frozen she was in the tv show i forgot what it is she's in the good place right now yes like mentally or no the show, <laughs> good place oh i'm happy for her the fact that she's yeah, in a good place I mean, she's, she's probably well. in a good place too but she's married to dax shepherd oh that's even worse yeah he um, was also on hot ones was he yep might have not seen that one um yeah, but no i i think that was my in recent memory that was that's my favorite one there's probably some other one that i watched further along ago that i can't remember but that was my favorite one. Yeah, I, I don't know how you guys recently. keep up with like names and like actors and actresses. Like, how yeah. do you do that? It's so like. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Did you know who Michael Pena was? So he mentioned he, that he's an Ant Man. Do you know which character in Ant Man that is? No, but like, <laughs> uh, I know him because he always plays the Hispanic. Like, exactly. Yeah, he always yeah. Plays so the that's Hispanic the only guy. reason why I visualize them. But that's what I asked him. Yeah. Really? I asked him. I I thought like, and this was since he was my first interview. And this is what you have to do before you get into interview. A huge major pivot is you have to check your biases at the door. Like try to like try to check yourself uh-huh. before you get in there and feel like what what the readers really appreciate or what do you really want to know. So I asked him like, "How do you feel always being typecasted?" You know, yeah, mm-hmm. but in a more like nice way. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, "I love it." It's oh, like sure. every chance I get, I always ask for a Latino name, the most Latino like stereotypical name yeah. there is. He said, I didn't do it once, and it was for the movie Shooter, and he had a name like Hank or something, and then he's, he hates it, because like every time he's in the like in the Latino community, he's like, yeah. hey, what's up, Hank? And he's like, <laughs> or I forgot his name, huh? I don't know, but it's yeah. non-Latino yeah. traditional, but uh, you are right. He plays every Latino. Yeah. He was in End of Watch, where he was like a, a LAPD officer. Yeah, that's the one uh, with the two cops. And Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. That is a good movie. Yeah. The ending is amazing. <laughs> have you seen it? No, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah. I know who Jake Gyllenhaal is, though. Who's that? No, okay, 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 okay. I know that. That's a Jarhead, right? That's, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was gonna mess with him for a bit. No. Yo, yeah, we have this recurring thing here that I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Even, this isn't even like a skit. Like I legit don't remember yeah. names of actresses and actors. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised. Bad at it. I'm surprised that you went with uh, Jarhead and not uh, Mysterio, though. Oh, yeah. oh that's Mysterio. right. Yeah, no. yeah Spider Man. You're right. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tobey Maguire, right? No, oh, wow. Okay, I know that much. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, is that is that thing happening with uh, the crossover with uh, the freaking uh, the black... Uh, Venom? Venom, yeah. That's not even an actor. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that really rumored. going down? It's rumored. Yeah, it's, hmm. it's rumored, but I don't know. It I mean, it makes kinda, sense. Kind of cool to see Tom Hardy out there. Yeah, that'd be pretty badass. You, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you like I just, didn't even, yeah. just oh yeah, Tom Hardy. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna You're still making clothes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the best clothes. Yeah. Um, so when you go to these events, dude, like, 
do you uh i know like you said you you prep and all that but do you still get like nervous because i feel like i would i would even though i'm super prepped and yeah. i have everything set and i'm ready to go i still have like that little feeling inside i start sweating too so that's even worse but that's true. yeah no what, what, i mean what are your nerves like and that's such a weird question to ask someone and i, I know you've been to a lot of concerts too so you've been up close and a lot of listening sessions i've or only done like two or three interviews though i haven't okay. like Ooh. huh so my first <laughs> <laughs> trying to buy some name uh trying to buy some time so my first one was uh show you suck okay that was uh what was that at the bottom uh empty bottle on western yeah, yeah that was like 2016 and i was super nervous and uh that was probably like that. my worst one I don't. Did you post it anywhere? Well, see, that's that's where it gets kind of sketchy. Oh. <laughs> so the editing was like, I edited myself, and I didn't like how it came out. So then I kept it on the back burner, and then I ended up posting it on like my personal stuff, and I never like published it uh. for the the in, the internship I had. Um, Where'd you yeah. intern at? What? Where'd you intern at? Uh, this was when I was interning for Heart of the City. Yeah, that's right. Whoa. And then I saw you at the Lupe Fiasco event. And I was like, yo, what are you doing here? And I had a heavens in you in a couple of years. It was like Which Lupe one? Fiasco at like... Was it his, the speaking? It was like a Thanksgiving show. Or no, that must have been Tokyo. It was, I don't know, it was a Lupe show. And I was shooting Thanksgiving. Yeah. You were shooting. And yeah. I was super nervous. Yeah, Holy sh- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. It was, ah, uh, dude, this was like back in the day it when I was like, oh, I got this. And it was... Bro, props to everyone that does that, man, because being in that pit is yeah. terrifying. Yeah? Yeah. You're terrified? Yeah, super <laughs> terrified. And then there's, like, all these rules that I had to yeah. learn. Like, yo, you got to, like, get your shots. And then there's, like, certain things, like, certain, like, uh, photographers like to get, like, angles. And do you ever, like, fight for a spot? Well, not fight, obviously, but, like, do you... Just take the does guy it get, like, back and punch him? Yeah, I mean, yes to no. It, wild? it depends. Uh when you do in rotation, I mean, when you do it so frequently, you tend to familiarize yourself with other photographers, mm-hmm. depending on the venue, but more importantly, depending on the production team that's hosting the event. Right. Um, they usually give press access to the same people. Then you have, like, so there's, like, photojournalists, which do it for coverage, and then there's, like, photographers that, like, do it for, like, either the artists or themselves because they yeah. started their own brand. Those photographers are a little bit more like, yo, this is my space. My photos are better than yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people that are just doing it, like me and you, uh, like, in terms of, like, coverage or whatever, they're a little bit more friendlier, but that's just my personal take. Um, yeah. But it's different. It's different. Uh, different a- atmosphere, different shows. Hip-hop is a little bit more chill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where shows are easygoing in terms of, like, uh, working with other photographers. Uh, it's usually the headaches that you deal with, the lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like uh, you mentioned, the the rules are like it's only the first three songs, the first right. 15 minutes. And usually, traditionally, when artists come out, that's when they like make an entrance. Yeah. So it's always dark, spooky. There's always a crap ton of fog. And your, fo- <laughs> your, ho- yeah. your photos are horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just as soon as the lighting guy wakes up or, you know, no, no shade to lighting people, but uh, as soon as they start like using light that we can actually capture these artists yeah. then like we're gone that's yeah time it's is up. time to go yeah yeah that's true because i've been to a handful of uh concerts just for for fun and i've been in like front rows and it's yeah it's super like dark and you can't even see like the person in front of you yeah but i always like i love to like to watch the the people in the pit the the, the photographers and they're always like ready like they're they don't fuck around like they're literally yeah. there like ready to go um for a handful of kid cuddy concerts i've been to like 
um yeah it's like the three song rule and i've noticed that and then they're super like low lit and i like do you know what type of lens to use now like do you have everything ready to go because i've seen some photographers that carry multiple cameras on them and just like, for the situation for, yeah. Yeah, yeah certain lighting situations and stuff like that yeah so. it depends on the menu festivals mm-hmm. you need to carry carry everything okay and that's it that that's why i forgot to mention before is uh concerts are one animal and then festivals are completely different oh really in festivals everyone's a lot more competitive because you have a lot of people that are out of town you have a lot of national outlets well some depending on the festival like Lollapalooza mm-hmm. you have media outlets from around the world then you have the artist photographers then you have the photographers from the festival and it's it's a little bit more like it's a lot more people trying to snap a picture yeah, it, yeah. and it creates a competitive environment uh, even though like all the photographers they buddy up they get drinks they split hotel like it's a it's a great community but yeah. once the show starts it's every man and woman for themselves yeah. when it's their living on the line right yeah have you shot something out of town uh a few local like regional concerts nothing really like that big but i, I shot like um, some somerset it was uh oh, used cool. to be owned by um it used to be it used to be um they since like stopped doing it uh but it was in sumner set wisconsin yeah, react yeah. presents a local production company here would host it and i think i ho- i shot it the last year it was super cool got to shoot post malone chances the rapper show nice. was there too i think bass nectar bass nectar was headlining uh that weekend but a uh, good time overall do you go to shows just for fun like now like do you have time to actually like go to a show just because you want to see the artist or is it always straight business yeah no i mean i think the last show i went to was for fun was probably just challenge gambino Ooh, um, at the United concerts, yeah. Um, but other than that, like I've gone to probably hundreds and hundreds of shows. But I usually go for work. I got a bone to pick with Childish. He claimed <laughs> to be, yeah. He was like, "This oh, is my the, last the farewell yeah, tour, the farewell." Like I'm not performing again. And then he came and he was at Lollapalooza. Like, come on, bro, you can't. That, well, that's different, though. He meant yeah, that yeah. year was his last. Nah, nah, nah. I was all hype. Nah, I didn't even go to the show. I'm all talking shit. Um, <laughs> I know, you just want to be mad at something. I know. <laughs> okay, so then you do enjoy like the show, obviously. No, um, no. I mean, it's weird because like I haven't been to a show in a minute because I've been focusing on like school and like preparing for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, like this week is you know Red Bull. Um, that's right. And I'm not going, and I'm like, yeah, finals. You know what it yeah. is. But uh, that's definitely something I want to get back into is that that environment that music creates within oneself and, mm-hmm. you know, being a part of it, that community, I think is a real, um, it's, I think it's something everyone should experience, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've met some really cool people at concerts um, just on some, like, I love the artist, like, let's uh, exchange numbers and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was, uh, who was it? For J. Cole i had to see him by myself at lala and i i stood next to like the coolest people and i was so mad because we didn't exchange information and they were like <laughs> i never gonna see these people again because right. lala is so huge um but yeah no concerts are amazing dude i think everyone should experience it at least once there's people that don't like concerts and that's so weird to me oh well, i mean i i could see the argument like you don't like being in large groups of people well, yeah, there's you, that. You know, get overwhelmed by loud noises or something like that. Oh. Prone to panic attacks or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a mixture. Like, once you get <laughs> to the... Yeah, yeah, right. But there's a, there's a mixture in... Um, I know people that... People like you 
go front row, wait like eight hours, and then yeah, people that M&M? just show up, yeah, show like up, and are just happy to be there. Yeah, and they yeah. go in the back, they chill, they dance, they drink, and then they leave. They may mm-hmm. leave early. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's it's a it's a place for for everyone, even yeah. if it is for a little bit. But uh, yeah, you did you you did a few hours for NMM, right? Was it 2013? What was that 13, 14? Yeah, that was such a great. I think that was one of my last Lollapaloozas because I was. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting too old and my knees hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did wait like it had to be like ten hours. I want to say. Did I see you um, that weekend? No, maybe. I don't I, know. I feel like I did. I was there for yeah. I, I'm pretty sure because I was there all three days. That was when it was Eminem headlining. That one was he brought what, out was, Rihanna. Yeah, he brought out Rihanna, and it was amazing. Like. Uh, that was my first time ever seeing Eminem, so I definitely waited the ten hours to be front row, and then mm-hmm. the next day was like Outcast, which I mean, you got to see Outcast. That was time. Outcast, yeah. yeah. And then the third they day, had, they hadn't they hadn't do, done anything in years. Yeah, no, time. that was like their yeah together. They were their together tour. <laughs> yeah, their hey, let's go uh, rap together again tour. Um, and then the third day was like Kings of Leon, which we waited for front row. That that weekend, was, I was exhausted. That was Kings Leon. That See? was such a good show. Yeah, that was a great lineup. I'm not like a day one fan, but I'm like, yo, that's this is a good show. It's, yeah, it's not that you're old. You were just standing in <laughs> line. You were standing for so long. And the, the, yeah, there is pros and cons because like I didn't get to enjoy Lala for like everything that it offers. You know, yeah. like because we were waiting for all day pretty much. Right. Um. But yeah, no, you're right. There's some people that like like to chill in the back, which is cool too. I've done that too. Um. But have you, you don't you don't sound nearly as excited to chill in the back. <laughs> well, no, like if it's if it's someone iconic like like Eminem, I've seen, and I was like, yo, I got to be front. Uh, Lauren Hill last was it last summer? She came for uh, yeah, yeah. That one, I was like, yo, we got to be up front too because that's oh, Lauren really? Hill. Yeah, where was that at? Um, that was at that uh, the Riveria. No, no, no. That was at a at a fest. It was a uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was Pitchfork. Pitchfork, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah Pitchfork. Uh-huh. Uh And I, right before she got on, Shaka Khan was playing, and I didn't know who that was. And I was like, "Yo, why? Like, who is this, this you know? person?" Yeah, and it was so weird. Um, but yeah, Lauren Hill, like Outkast, we had to see. Like, there's certain artists where I will wait, and um, Chance being one of them. Mm-hmm. I've seen Chance in front row plenty of times. Um, but then there's other artists where I'm like, ah, all right, they're they're like Post Malone. I wouldn't wait for, or like, uh-huh. you know. But then um, yeah, but then there's other people who are like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I would wait 12 hours to see Post Malone. Right, yeah, yeah. man. But I haven't gone to a, a concert in a pretty while, a pretty long time. In a pretty not while, a con- pretty while, yeah. <laughs> pretty not while. a concert, but like a music fest. I haven't done one of those in years. You gotta start training. I gotta get my knees back, dude. Yeah, yeah. You start yeah. doing knee exercises. Yeah, you gotta yeah. do knee exercises. Start like uh, standing up at work for a long increments of time. <laughs> you gotta hit the elliptical. Yeah, get the stamina going. Yeah, dude. They don't fuck around out there, man. Yo, these young kids are, dude. Now everyone's like popping drugs and doing God knows what out there. <laughs> doing God knows what. I'm all what. concerned for them, but I also want to enjoy the show. Like, it's a whole different ball game, dude. Like, it's it's scary. It's been going on, man. It's <laughs> yeah. been uh, every every concert. Like when I first started going, I'm like, man, this is incredible. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. You always see like people passed out, like drugs yeah. and this stuff, whatever. And then I recently went to one just to attend. I think I went to Riot Fest this past year. Oh, and then um, Wu Tang was there. And then I uh, I just saw like the same, yeah, not same. the same people, but just like the, the same, same younger yeah. people. Like, oh, it's not a phenomenon. It's just all, all young people are idiots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's some old people too. So if you feel 
I think every I think everyone needs to experience at least one like out of control like yo I messed up how am I supposed to get you know what I'm saying yeah. like at you a concert those, safely yeah. you're with friends you know what I'm, I'm not condoning drug taking <laughs> but I definitely encourage uh, support it. <laughs> well, I'm not condoning it, but I encourage it. But if yeah. you want to go out there, go go out there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, why not? Life is short. You know what I'm saying? Experience the colors. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to put it. Experience the colors. Just yeah. Slap that on a slogan. Put yeah. that on some billboards. Experience yeah. the colors. Experience the colors. That's actually a really You're welcome, good Skittles. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck taste the rainbow. Experience the colors. Experience the colors. Yeah. You know, that makes uh, me want to buy some Skittles. First, everyone's gonna experience some type of color. <laughs> I'm just saying for marketing purposes. Marketing. Skittles should jump on that. Like, it's a good one. Like infused ASAP. Skittles. That'd Dang. Be... THC Skittles. Oh, game over. That'd it, be awesome. It, it, I, I think I saw those. That might be dangerous, though, because if you think about it, if you're really high and you're like, oh, man, I got Skittles. Like, no, don't do it. You know, like, you've <laughs> well, had I mean, enough. The thing. They, got, they got the THC-infused goldfish. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen Hot Chips, too. The Hot Chips. Hot Chips, uh, yeah. Sour Patch Kids. They got yeah. basically everything. It's kind of ridiculous. Are you excited for this uh, legalization? Yeah, first time, long time. Um, big, 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 big fan uh but i mean it's just crazy man it's one obviously as somebody that believes that the government shouldn't control what a person does with their body in terms of like uh obviously marijuana has a lot of health benefits too but it's like it's so weird that um you know so regulated so much Mm -hmm. that you know a lot of people of color are really suppressed by the incarceration rates that uh, marijuana provides and also the opportunity for police to use that as a tool to pull people over to arrest people of color it's like man one i'm like super excited because like yes we don't have to hide anymore it could be more open this that whatever but the second part is like man it's 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 a liberating feeling you know it's gonna be different it's gonna be it's gonna be weird yeah Yeah. it's gonna be so hopefully the planet's around by then by january and doesn't explode (laughs) through climate change yeah no kidding hopefully not i think at least as the, bad as the climate change is, I think we'll make it to January. Right. At well, least at least hopefully. a week into January. At least <laughs> just that first week. Yeah. That's yeah, we're all good. We're good. That's all like we need January to January third, you could start messing up more. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give us a couple of days. <laughs> Give us a couple of days to, to have some fun. Um, so uh, I think at this point we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we want to play a quick game with you. Um, Let's do it. I forgot the name. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad with names. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Skittles or THC Skittles? There you roulette. go. We're gonna roulette. bring out two bowls, <laughs> yeah. and it's basically Russian roulette. Yeah, they take Skittles. a handful of both Skittles. <laughs> yeah, like the bean boozled. You know, yeah. like it tastes like shit. It's not Skittles. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, wait twenty minutes, and if uh, if you're seeing double, then yeah. you lost the game. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Uh, we'll be right back, guys. Stick around. Trade without a radio. You already know how it goes. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Trader Without a Radio. You already know how it goes. Um, yeah, man. Great conversation so far, bro. Thanks. Uh, I, I was hoping, man. I, I, I did my research, you know what I'm saying, like how we were talking about <laughs> earlier. You know what I'm saying? Trying to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's such a cool uh, insight to to interviewing people and stuff. That's so cool. Like, I don't know. You never really think of stuff that goes into it, and I think that's what I'm taking from this, from this now. Um, but, yo, since uh, we're talking about hip-hop and all this stuff, I do want to kind of quiz you real quick on some chicago lyricist oh man are you are you down yeah i'm down yeah i probably won't get it right just because i'm horrible at taking tests but let's do it no that's cool <laughs> all right so i have some lyrics here oh, um, lyrics lyrics okay i have lyrics here you have to tell me 
the name of the artist and the name of the song. All right. I would probably get it half right, but let's right. do it. So I thought I had more than what I have, but I only have two. <laughs> so two here we one. go. I am going to read it. And uh, I don't know. What, what, what does it get if he wins? He uh, wins a brand new 2017. No, <laughs> brand yeah. new 2017. Is that flat brand screen <laughs> back there? Whoa. A brand new 2017. I don't brand know how that works. A new 2017 flat screen. There, there you, you go. go. All right, here we go, guys. You better um, hope these are hard. Cause <laughs> <TV>. <laughs> it's good TV, guys. I don't know, you guys can't see it, but it, it's it's pretty big from here. Yo, Disney Plus later or what? Disney Plus? Disney Plus and Thrust? I'm, no. <laughs> I'm a I'm on the Star Wars binge right now. So Star Wars? Yeah, did you gonna, did you bite in. the bullet? Are you subscribing or is this the free trial? I'm subscribing 100. Okay. Yeah, this, yeah. This it's man, definitely worth this it. This man commits, ladies and gentlemen. He's, yes. he's a committer. It, it's it, yeah. No, I, from the from the jump, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be really. Because you know how people usually like, all right, I'm gonna sign up the free trial with this account, and give it two weeks, really and then sign. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't nah, do that. That's yeah. I don't do that. It's such a hassle. It's yeah. a hassle. Yeah. yeah, I was paying for title for like eleven <laughs> months without remembering that I had title. Like it was bad. That was you. That was me. Yeah, <laughs> you that was, the there was title one man in America <laughs> that paid for title continuously. Yo, it's because Kanye man he tricked us all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, so yo, this is not your first or last time being tricked by Kanye. Yeah, it's probably not my last. Yeah, mm. no. I have a whole. It, we could go on this Kanye rant that I have, but. I touched him when he was in Chicago. Did he really? The coolest thing ever. Yeah. At the uh, Sunday service. Or what? Yeah. What? Yeah. It, I touched his um, his sweater. I never want Yeezys. Can't afford them. Never. Whatever. <laughs> Same. But feeling his thing, I'm like, I want this. This is <laughs> yeah, a, really? the softest thing yeah. I ever felt in my whole life. Yeah. No. No. I've never met. No. Never no. touched anything as soft as his sweater. No wonder he's always wearing those hoodies and like yeah, joggers. They're probably super comfortable. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Wait. So you're Kanye fanatic or? Not you a Kanye just, fanatic, but uh, I, I love that. I just you. happened to be there. Yeah, yeah. I was about to like, <laughs> like do the yeah, secret handshake with you. <laughs> I was about to say like you try how like how far back because my info on Kanye is just like fan surface level. You know uh, what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, I know his albums, well, this or whatever. Trader knows what he had for dinner last night. So. I did. That's what yeah. I'm like. I I know he knows. That's yeah. why I'm like. Oh, I, a number one with a with a <laughs> lemonade <laughs> on the side. Yeah, yeah. at Chick Fil A. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You're right. Um, no, but that's cool, man. Uh, so yeah, let's get into this real quick. Um, who's that rapper? You ready oh, to play? That's oh, a good. Yeah. Let's do All it. right, here we go. First one on the list, we have agreed. A mead notebook and a bick that clicks when it's pushed, and a whack ass beat. That's the track that's weak that he got last week. Because everyone in the stew was like, "That's that heat." Hmm. Thought this was an easy one. No. It sounds like early chance, but I can't remember what song. Wait, is it? No, it's like you can't. The, rhy- the rhyme scheme seems like something chance would use. You could try to guess as well, Renee. If yeah, Renee, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just gonna guess wrongly. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, do you want to? Do you want a clue or? Yeah, yeah you sure. Got clues. Clue, clue so it's a, definitely a Chicago rapper. All right, <laughs> that's a great clue. Yeah, that's <laughs> a horrible clue. Uh, yeah, it's Chance. I don't know what. Oh, Cocoa Butter Kisses. No, no, I'm I'm totally. This is, it is this Chance. Is, no. This is liquor, guys. Chance. This right, isn't water. <laughs> this is straight vodka. vodka. This is straight Kirkland vodka. Kirkland vodka. Uh, no, it's not Chance. Oh, um, it's uh, it's Lupe then. Yes, it's Lupe. Ah, Lupe Piasco. you brought it up because there's a show this weekend. I mean, this week. There is the 21st. If you haven't gotten your tickets, check out the link. No, I'm check out the link below. Check out the, Yo, I would love which, to do that for uh, Which uh, which Lupe is it? It is hip hop saved my life. 
Agreed. A mead notebook and a big deck click when pushed and a whack ass beat. That's the track that's weak that he got last week because everyone in the zoo is like that's that heat. A bass heavy medley from with a sample from the seventies with a screwed oh, see, up hook well, that went. Those lines, if you said that, that uh, cheese, something, something, something. I would have like, I would have got that one, yeah. not the before <laughs> pre cheese. All right, all right, last yeah. one, last one, last one. Here we go. We invented rock before the Stones got through. Oh, that's that easy. It's uh, what I forgot the name of it. It was like everybody's, somebody's everything. Yeah, that's, yeah I mean yeah. that's the chorus, but it's what's the name of the track? Everybody's something. Chance oh, yeah. the Rapper, I love yeah. that song. That's such a great song. That's a great song. That's such a great it's, video. Too. It's def- oh yeah. Shout mm. out uh, Austin. Austin Vesley, yeah. yeah. I was able to go to his film premiere um, in Chicago when he had it a few That's years ago. That's right. I almost sat on your lap that night. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? So <laughs> dang. Yeah. <laughs> this no is idea. So, you almost. Sat I know. On this is lap. so random. You probably. You, you were probably in the, You were in the back though. You were like two rows behind me. No, I was in the same row as you. Oh, that's right. Uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So Austin had a premiere for this uh, video he did. Uh, I mean, this movie he did, a feature film, feature film, right? And um, I got there a little late, so the seat was like first come, first serve, you know? Right. Um, and I think we were like second or third row from the screen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm literally no knowledge of you being there. I'm, I'm like trying to like find that one seat in the yeah. row. Yep. And then I'm like shuffling through. You know how you you're passing by and like you kind of hitting knees. Yep. I look down and it's it's Jesus and I'm like, oh shit! But you know the movie's going yeah. on, so I couldn't like yell. And then I almost sat on your lap. That was very embarrassing. But. You should have. I would have been like, who is this? So I'm like, oh, it's straight up. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, Austin. That was a, that was a good. Movie. Did you like that movie, Slice? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, A24 produced it. Mm-hmm. Definitely right up their alley. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I don't know why it didn't pick, it didn't take off because it went, jumped on Amazon Prime shortly after. Amazon Prime, and then there was like a DVD um, at like Walmart. For oh, it. you saw it on Walmart. Yeah, this was up. Yeah, there was it was like a twelve ninety nine DVD. Um, nice. That's probably the problem. It was on Amazon Prime. Yeah. No, I'm sure that that it was not gonna do well yeah if you look at uh, i bet you if you look at the metrics between the amount of people who have uh, amazon prime video by nature of having amazon prime mm-hmm. it's probably and the amount that actually use amazon prime video it's got to be such a low percentage oh yeah I'm i sure. think slices on didn't isn't it on netflix now or it used to be i think so minute? i think they moved uh to I netflix watched it again Recently, yeah, yeah, it's got good rewatch values. It's kind of long, but I like it. It had, yeah, it had a good uh, cast too. I mean, Chance was on there, and then you had that girl that's Zazzy Beats. That's uh, in Joker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took a wild guess. <laughs> Yo, yeah, you, you got it. it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Um, hey, good, then, uh, good uh, questions, real quick on the the lyrics thing. Totally, oh, yeah. totally snooze no, on the Lupe I, one. I was gonna do more, but I'm, all right, two is enough. Two is where I draw the line. Two is where I draw the line. Yeah, no, that was good. And Um, luckily for you, he only got one of the questions right. Right. So that's a 50%. That's a failing grade. So you don't get the TV. Oh, you don't get my brand new 2017 TV. All right. But if if the listeners here, you you have a chance. So submit your request to be on the show. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There you go. You you can walk away with with the TV. Yeah, we do walk-ins every uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, That's how I got in. Yeah, oh, actually, he was outside. We we're just, <laughs> he was walking by. He was walking by. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, you come in here. Hey, you look cool." Um, no, yeah, we. You want to run into? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the um, other game. I think it's funny that we we actually did. Um, we actually did that same bit on <laughs> like 
two years ago on an episode. Did we? We were like, we were explaining how we got our guest. And it's like, yeah, we were just some <laughs> random guy on the street. We pulled him in here and just started recording. Just started talking to him. He turned out to be pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Delivery was way better this time. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, well, two it took years. two years. Yeah, two years was... I'm telling you, that practice, man. Two years ago was not the same show we have now. No. But shout out to everyone that's been following us since for two years. For two years, yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, especially to the people who were around two years ago, stuck around for that whole nine months where there was no episodes. Yeah, we disappeared for nine months. Weird. Weird. Yeah, why did we? We just, we just stopped. Yo, we would have... Yeah. Our count would have been definitely over 100 by now. Yeah, that's nine nine months that we missed. That's like... At least thirty episodes. Yeah, that's crazy. What it's are we at? Forty seven? Forty seven right now. Forty seven, yeah. yeah. You know those basement yard guys that Joe Santagato and them? Yep. They're at like two oh one. But they're literally like it sounds like amazing. Like yeah. you know? I don't think uh What do you mean sounds amazing? Yeah, just their their production and like the way they just handle the conversation. Like they have a podcast called The Basement Yard. Nice. And um they're at like 200 and something episodes, but like you could tell from, cause I had looked up like older episodes and their progression is there. Like they're, yeah. they sound amazing now. Um, but when they were at like 46, 47, they weren't, they weren't that great. So oh, damn. Can't wait to look back at this episode. I know. <laughs> I can't wait to hit like 200 and be like, yo, remember the time we had Jesus on there and we fucking sucked and we only had two. <laughs> we, had, we only had two questions. Yeah. The fucking free TV. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. And now, and then you guys will be raffling off yeah, real we'll TVs. Actually, be giving off TVs. That's the goal, man. That's why we started TVs. this. Raffle TVs. Uh, no, but yeah. So uh, we have a we have another game real quick yep. before we get out of here. Um, yeah, so this game is called uh, Survey Says. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, this one kind of kind of just got created from when I'm driving into work, listening to the radio all the time. Because uh, in the morning shows, they always pull these like random ass surveys, like seemingly out of nowhere, and they have like an endless supply of them because they're always referencing different surveys every day. Mm-hmm. So I just typed into Google "survey says," and I was like, "Oh, oh, this makes a lot more sense now." Mm-hmm. It's just pages on pages on pages of stuff, and they were the whole first three pages of Google were like from surveys from the last two days. Mm-hmm. So like, I can see how this is like an endless fountain of of Damn. content for them. There you right. go. Yeah. Easy, to, easy to get lost in. Yeah. So that being said, I did grab a few surveys that I thought were interesting. I'm just going to kind of give you guys the, the Cliff Notes version of it and just kind of get your opinions on it. Yeah, let's do it. This, uh, <laughs> this first really? one um, comes from Yahoo Finance, which apparently Yahoo has a finance portion of their website. Of course, of course. Uh, headline is, a uh, new survey says... 50% of millennials trust social brand social media influencers for brand advice. And the the gist of it is that 72% of generation Z and millennials uh are following Insta- uh, people on Instagram or Facebook or just following people as, you know, social influencers, so not necessarily uh artists or movie mm-hmm. stars, just people who have a big social following. And uh from that, uh 52% of them uh, for Gen Z and 50% of millennials say that they trust influencers to give them advice on what products to buy or what to check out and what's worth uh, what's worth their time mm-hmm. as opposed to um, their friends or like their family or traditional advertisements. Yeah. So I guess why why do you think that's such a big percentage there that's this is their go-to source of how I'm going to determine what I buy. Like, is that something that you do with it when you're trying to find something or 
do you go about a more traditional way? I'll let you go first. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think, yeah, I definitely agree with those. You know, that that survey finding, and I don't knock people that do follow the social trends of social influencers. My main thing is, you know, to see opportunity or just to see the point of views of others. So I'm not going to down you if you mm. buy what the Kardashians promote on their reality TV or what this Vine star does or what this whatever does. My 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 main thing is like if you enjoy the person, you enjoy them. If you follow them, you follow them. And if you like criticize another person because they do it, then you know, don't associate with that person because that's problematic. But at the end of the day, it's like th- this isn't new. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it just it's more the data is more accessible. Like can you imagine how social media would be 50 years ago? Like right. what trends would have people would follow? Who would become influencers? Who wouldn't? People are like it's so toxic. Everyone's so racist. Everyone's so PC. I'm like. Yeah. Can you imagine everyone on Twitter like during like Jim Crow era? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, gonna that be was insane. Totally wild. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it's like people are just like create specific narratives to pin people against each other. In, in my, this is me like being cynical. My point of view, you know what I'm saying? So it's probably a hippie approach, like peace and love. Yeah. If it doesn't hurt you, it 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 gets problematic if it's like health related things. Like if it's a social influencer like promoting like. Yo, take these diet pills. Yeah, like and, an Instagram fitness model. Yeah, yeah, that's problematic. That I don't agree with because yeah. it messes with per- people's health, people's appearance, people's self consciousness. But yeah. if it's like a social influencer, like yo, buy this frisbee, phone. Yeah. this phone, this phone case that I'm sponsoring, I'm for that. You know, what I'm saying no judgment, no whatever. But the line is health. You know, what I'm saying. But yeah. other than that, um, it's been around for a minute. Okay. Well, what about what about you, Trado? Um, what was the question? Just kidding. Uh, no, I mean, damn. Uh, fi- Michael so, Pena. <laughs> great actor. Uh, 50%. Um, yeah, 50% for millennials, 52% for Gen Z. So generation right underneath millennials. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I think uh, I'm surprised that it, they're so close. Um, because, yeah, like Jesus said, influencers, I, I don't like how they... Um, they're always trying to sell something, right? Because obviously that's where their red- revenue comes in. Right. Um but these products are so whack sometimes where it's like, why are kids, and they're usually like kids like 12 to like 16 that are mm-hmm. watching this and now they want the new whatever they're promoting. Yeah. Um, there should be like a, I don't know, like there should be certain restrictions to what type of advertisements you put on your social media. Okay. Because I know they have like a rule where like you have to mention it's an ad right like, and that and that only recently started too yeah and that like before right before they used to be able to promote items or advertise items without you know explicitly stating that it's right. an advertisement yeah but now i think it's getting so out of hand where it's like all right no one wants to buy the new boosted board or like yeah you know it's just like so- soldier boy game console yeah <laughs> you know or like the freaking triple b shoes that aren't even going to get shipped like yeah it's so out of hand where people probably don't even bother going to like a store and picking up the ad anymore like they just right it's all amazon products or like social media influenced purchases yeah so in 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 the article it does say that um the top influence on determining whether someone at least for millennial and gen z's are if they're going to get a product is uh what a certain uh social media influencer that they look up to or that they relate to says about Mm -hmm. the product then it goes to 
like what people that they actually know in real life say about the product and like the last thing that plays into it is actual reviews on a on the product on the right. site or something like that you know what really like it doesn't bother me to the point where i like i'm mad but like it's just like dude like what are you guys doing when they do the uh, the secret boxes or like the whatever like, they're called like loot crates yeah where like you don't know what you're buying but if you pay like whatever amount and you get mm-hmm. this box and it could be worth like three hundred dollars yeah. you know what i'm saying that's wild like kids are wasting their money on something they're not even guaranteed like that's mm-hmm. that's crazy to me no that, that is makes... it their money though if they're kids you know what I'm <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah their, their parents, parents money, money yeah, yeah. But uh, just comparison real quick, and I know they're not celebrities or whatever, but, like, back in the day, and, again, this is my point of view in terms of health. Like, yeah, Lucille Ball from I Love Lucy, she would, like, have, like, PSAs. Not just her. Everybody did. Like, old smoking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Marble Ran, like, Marble Ran was not a, a, a celebrity, but he was, like, a, a, a ad person that they created. So it's, like... Regardless of platform, regardless of how, people are going to find a way to make money. People are going to find a way to sell right. things. But you're right. It's just to facilitate or regulate what gets sold, if it's dangerous, if it's taking advantage of the youth. But I'm for it. But if you want to rock like Kanye and Kardashian gear all day, every day, like that's you. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's I'll judge from team. afar, but, you know, I support your choice. <laughs> yeah. Quietly I'm, judge in the corner. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Kanye fan, but not big enough to buy like shoes or no but what apparel. if what if uh tomorrow there's a new basement yard video and they're like yo these Yeezys, <laughs> do i get a discount most, promo code or most comfortable <laughs> shoes that i've ever worn in my life like can't even these, do it man these fixed my knee problems yo I, new balance fixes knee problems yeah. too <laughs> no i don't think i could ever spend more than like a hundred bucks on shoes like that's just crazy uh-huh. like i i wouldn't even rock like jordans anymore because they're like ridiculous yeah the whole shoe game is like disgusting <laughs> Disgustingly great. I had great. To opt out, yeah. <laughs> Disgustingly wow. great. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I just wanted to get some, some input on that because I know it is really weird, but that's, as I was reading, I was like, yeah, that's usually where I go first when I'm looking looking at something like that I want to buy. Um, the Amazon oh, reviews? Well, no, just like uh, if it's something specific, like if I'm looking at microphones, mm-hmm. uh, now there's like two, three YouTubers that like I'll watch mm. the reviews specifically their reviews on a microphone and it's great sometimes when all three of them have a review so i can like watch all three videos and kind of compare what they're all saying and that's you know that's kind of like the base of where i get all my information from for like certain product so like these uh the microphones that we're using now they reviewed the microphones that that's where i started and then i went to like read other reviews on on the product pages and stuff Nice. Uh, same thing with the with the recorder that we're using, the cameras that we're using. So this is all brought to you by YouTube videos. Yeah, this is all. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> okay. they, they've been influenced yeah, in exactly. some way or another. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. And uh, so stuff like that. And I, I know same thing. If I'm like looking at a phone, I, there's specific right. YouTuber that I look for, and I watch his review on it. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. Like I can I can see the merit behind this, and like reading the numbers at first, I was a little jarred by it, but I was like, oh no, that's literally how I do everything so it makes perfect sense all right yeah that's cool yeah so let's let's do uh let's do this other one that i think you might like trado oh this shit one, this one's kind of kind of funny this comes from oh. uh how do i want to phrase this from the chicago tribune's little cousin the salt lake tribune what 
Yeah, so Salt Lake City. Yeah, Utah. Yeah. yeah. So the headline for this one is, Most scooter riders using sidewalks are afraid of cars, <laughs> new survey shows. <laughs> <laughs> one time, one time. <laughs> and so the... Uh, There's a story there. There yeah. is, yeah. Salt, Salt Lake City just, uh, they recently allowed the e-scooter companies to move into the city and, you know, kind of beta. I don't know if they're in beta test still or if they're just full out, full rollout. Okay. But uh, one of the companies, uh, Lime, which is pretty prevalent, they're, I think they're like in every city that has e-scooters. Right. But they, uh, they emailed and emailed a survey out and got some responses from people. And from there, it showed that users or riders i guess is a better word um who use their scooters are 310 percent more likely to ride their scooters on the sidewalk when there is no designated bike lane and of those same uh responses 82.2 percent of them said if there was a designated bike lane i would use the bike lane instead of Mm. riding on the sidewalk um Right off the bat, Trado, I know we. Uh, I recently saw you on a lime scooter. Yeah. Okay. To, okay. Let me let me just give you the. My knee was hurting, right? So we Shout we're in Milwaukee. Uh huh. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, we're in Milwaukee, and um, we're getting to this. Uh, where were we going from the hotel to the podcast convention? Yeah, I believe so. So he's like, "Yo, let's just take scooters." And in the back of my head, I was like, "Yeah, but you know, we could also like walk or maybe take an Uber, <laughs> like." Yeah, you know, I'm I'm down for walking two miles, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, we'll take it the scooter. We'll be there in no time." <laughs> but I didn't want to tell him that I was terrified of yeah. like riding in the street, right? Right. So then I was like, "All right, cool, yeah." So he goes first. I was like, "Don't look back. Like, just you know, I'm good. <laughs> just, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I'll get there when I get there." And I, my body tensed up so bad because like I don't know the Milwaukee like downtown area, so okay. I you know like so already cars are, intersections yeah. are coming left and right. So I'm like riding like this, super stiff. Like a, I'm like a two by four right now, and then. <laughs> he looked back he's like yo man you good i was like just, just keep going just keep going don't even worry about me um but no going to the survey i think uh yeah no i'm pretty sure i would ride in the on the sidewalk if it was allowed like yeah yeah for sure 100 percent. and uh yeah. wait so, did, you, did you know what he was going through i well not until i turned around and i saw him right and i was like he oh, just he's, gunned it yeah and you're still like like, clearly he's struggling. Let yeah. me just keep going. Dude, this guy's like swerving through traffic. <laughs> well, right? I turned, bunny hops off I the turned curb. back around. I like circled back. I was like, are you good? Like, you want to like, yeah. stop? No, I'm, I, good. I'm good. I was like trying to give him pointers. I was like, you got to loosen up. You like, got to breathe, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're making this worse on yourself by being so <laughs> stiff, you know? Like, you bad. just got to you gotta roll with the, with the bumps. However, I did get better because... Uh, I took one of those scooters, or uh, my girlfriend and I took scooters to the United Center Okay. Um, for the Chance the Rapper concert, and I was zooming through, like, the side streets. Okay. So maybe it was, like, the downtown, like, busy streets that I'm scared of, you Okay. Know? So, but, like, the side streets, I was all over that. Yeah. Is that, I, I feel like that's where the whole, the 80, 82.2% said, if there was a designated lane mm. for this, mm-hmm. I would have no problem riding in the street. Yeah, that's me right there, yeah, for sure. Uh, at least in, in Salt Lake City... They have a, a fifty dollar fine that they can give you for riding the scooters on the sidewalk. Oh, and wow. most cities I know have a similar fine, yeah, whether sure, it be yeah. fifty or a hundred bucks or whatever it is. And, I know you can't ride bikes either. Yeah, right? and yeah. even knowing that, uh, most of the people who responded to the survey said, "Yeah, I would still like." Eleven percent of the people were deterred by it, but uh, it was like fifty eight percent said that if it was a higher fee, they would just 
suck it up and right. not ride on the sidewalks. Yeah. Um, right. So do you, do you think that would have helped you, or would that just made you more nervous? Nah, man, I'll pay the fee if I get caught. Like, I don't care. I'll just, <laughs> yeah. It's either that or, like, going head on towards yeah. a freaking minivan I'm, I'm paying the fee for sure <laughs> and i guess uh is this for for you uh, have you ridden these scooters do you know how do you feel about these i'm good i'm good <laughs> um i haven't been to what, what city uh the the survey was in salt lake but salt lake. they're they're in salt lake they have them in parts of chicago right uh typically like just to the left of the loop and like the north yeah. northern area mm-hmm. avoiding the, the downtown west, west side has it too. yeah I've, I've been to a few cities recently where they were present in new york this past summer yeah. not in manhattan oh, or a terrifying. few spots in the morning it's like completely free um like traffic wise mm-hmm. uh chicago san antonio and what i saw was like the people that were taking them looked like they would take scooters like yeah. they're at that level of like of like com- tr- comfortable or comfortability slash like craziness in their eyes you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh but me personally i'm good yeah it would be a nice thing to do like during the summer it's yeah. like a first date kind of thing like oh my god let's do it you want to you know what i'm saying yeah. but like in terms of the transportation like nah like really right That's like i don't know it's just it, to me it just seems odd we're not odd but it's people are gonna die in this you know yeah. and i don't want to be that one yeah you know first saying? the first statistic <laughs> yeah i don't want to be that one you know the same goes like uh, yeah i'm I'm good I'm yeah good. like why would we risk our lives going to starbucks and we could just hop in this cab and pay like six bucks yeah, yeah but you're paying six bucks whereas if you got on the scooter you're paying like a dollar seventy five yeah that's why yeah. i'm saying it's like a, a first date or like a vacation thing yeah. like if you were visiting in the town and they have like roads like yeah all right cool okay. you know what i'm saying like i don't know how to describe it like chicago wise like yeah it i have i haven't ridden them here in chicago mm-hmm. and because we have that, like bike lanes yeah we have mm-hmm. bike lanes like in the in the loop but outside of that you know it's like on milwaukee street mm-hmm. also like, they go fast man like you could you could hit, yeah you can you really could hit some you speed can really on that yeah. get some speed and uh fall over and stuff but I don't know. I, I really enjoyed them. The first time that I rode them, I was in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. And that was, we took one Uber, like a traditional Uber. And then after that, we just rode scooters everywhere. And uh, it, it was great. <laughs> See, I feel like L.A. is a little calmer. Like, where were you downtown? Were you like, yeah, this was like a downtown oh, okay. area. Oh, okay. that's still a little scary. Yeah. But yeah. if I'm like in Venice Beach or something, I would... we did it in Venice as well. Yeah, I would ride the hell out of the scooter. Yeah, there. that was really, really fun. But then same thing in, in Milwaukee. I, Milwaukee's roads were a little less, uh, less than optimal. Mm. So that one was a, a little worse. Scared. Yeah. I was like, one good pothole, bro. I'm flying. Like I'm <laughs> hitting yeah. the curb. And I guess that's the way I think of it too. It's right. like, well, if, uh, if I'm going to fall, I'm going to get hurt worse if I'm super stiff. Like right. Fredo is. There you go. So I might as well just be loose with shout it. Shout out to Trey. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> shout out to Trey. I, I check myself to make sure it's not like old man syndrome. Like, yeah. oh, this new technology, you know. But I'm like, okay, scooters, I'm good. Bikes, people are crazy drivers. Yeah. So, but I'm checking myself. I'm like, no, I'm not old. I'm not whatever. I think I'm just saving the dangerousness when like 
Uber like helicopters become a thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like throw me up in that. Like I'm down. I'm down for that. You know too. what I'm saying? Like I'm down for like if I'm a, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out in a blaze of glory. You know? <laughs> or what uh, if they have like these big ass drones that could just carry you? Yeah, I'm down. Like for that. yo, strap me up. Let's do that. Let's hover over this traffic and get me to my spot. Right. I know they they're kind of playing with that idea in um, I think downtown LA and in parts of New York. Yeah. Oh really? They have like a shuttle helicopter that'll take you to the jfk oh and um it's like a it's remarkably cheap it's like 10 15 maybe 20 bucks oh you would think it'd be more expensive right because it's like a luxury ride it takes you like to the terminals in the in the airport and it picks you up like at some random rooftop it's like two three different rooftops that have helicopter landing that's really cool Yeah. yeah and like the end goal is to have that just everywhere or common enough within big cities that you can get to and from airports avoiding traffic it wasn't elon uh elon musk doing something with like yeah like super underground tunnels yeah. is um, he still doing that i mean it's still happening I, I don't know what the uh no update is yeah where they're at with that but it'll it'll happen sooner or later I wasn't guess. there a thing on the joe rogan podcast where he's like yeah how do you even start that he's like well you dig a hole like <laughs> yeah. yeah he was asking i was like no, no no but what about like permits and and all that stuff like you're making a tunnel it's like well no you just tell them you're digging a hole you yeah. don't need a permit to dig a hole it's my property what are they gonna <laughs> i'm allowed to do what i want on my property that and Rogan's smart. like whoa yeah. <laughs> like, i'm just digging a hole are you serious yeah i love joe rogan's reactions to things yeah he's, he has some good yeah, good reactions. Uh, okay, cool. I got I got one more for you guys. Let's do it. And this one this one's a little less fun, so <laughs> maybe Scoot. maybe I should have paced these out differently. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's from uh, Inside Higher Ed. So Inside okay. Higher Education. Yeah. Uh, this one is called uh, Speaking Out in the Classroom, and this survey was basically taken across uh, the United States and the District of Columbia, or the U.S., including mm-hmm. the District of Columbia. And it's uh, gauging how people in a college classroom setting are, how comfortable they are with presenting a not popular viewpoint, regardless if it's correct or incorrect, just how, po- how comfortable they feel saying something against the crowd. Uh, so in the survey, they indicated that 58% of female graduates were confident having a minority opinion on whatever topic and that they were relatively comfortable it was a one being not comfortable at all five being very comfortable and 58 percent responded with a four or a five Mm -hmm. uh to the same question uh 10 points higher 68 percent of men said that they were a four or five on a comfortable scale with uh the unpopular or minority opinion uh i found it interesting and started like immediately applying all this like gender social roles and all this stuff to it. Mm, of um, outside of that, is there anything that you guys could kind of think that might be a determining factor why uh, 10% more uh, male versus female students are comfortable holding a minority opinion or speaking one out in a classroom environment? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, when you look at the makeup of higher education, there's more women in the university setting than there is men mm-hmm. on average. Which is surprising because there's more C- men CEOs, there's more whatever, when majority of people in higher education are women. Um, so I'm not saying there's like strength in numbers, but I, I think that definitely does play a factor. 
being in a classroom personally with you know very few selected men very with a majority of women it definitely uh, deters or affects how you present in the class and the same place that you didn't mention race but i mean mm -hmm. race plays a huge factor as well in terms of comfortability in speaking uh right. in in the classroom regardless of an unpopular opinion or not and Trader could probably attest to this because at morton where we originally met is a community college made up of like hispanic you know students um so hispanic class but then when you transferred out you know i went to paul uh that that wasn't luxury anymore you know it was mainly white so yeah. again that's another factor into sharing you know mm -hmm. so of course I've, i would feel more comfortable at morton where there was more people like myself than i would at DePaul, where it's a lot more uh, a wider, uh, um, wider class, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't. I felt like because of my position, I needed to share my opinion, even if it wasn't what uh, the mainstream opinion is. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I found myself disagreeing just for the sake of disagreeing, which yeah. wasn't what I really felt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just like playing devil's advocate, but. I think different factors are at play, but uh, again, I think you have to look at the the, the gender makeup and the the ethnicity of of the classrooms. Mm. And I, I didn't think about that having the the general ethnicity or makeup of the classroom because I know the survey did kind of break it down by uh, uh, by race, and they okay. did see that they didn't find a significant difference between uh, white, Hispanic, or black students. But it didn't list anything about the makeup of the classroom. Like maybe it was one Hispanic student in a classroom full of uh, non-Hispanics, right. and I, I definitely true. feel like that could be a it major be a factor. factor yeah. This, yeah, it's so yeah. weird that, that that they didn't cite that because it's like culturally, just speaking with other students of color, it's like I ask them, and through community college and through higher ed, it's like, do you feel comfortable with speaking out? And this is not. This is not to your question, but like, do you feel comfortable speaking out in front of your class? I'm like, no. Mm. Why? Because growing up, a lot of people of color, you're told your opinion doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Listen to the teacher. The teacher knows best. So if you're told that your adolescence, your high school age or whatever, when you get to college, your whole life, you've been told what color to wear, our school system. Mm -hmm. This is your ID badge. This is your lunch. This is whatever. These are electives, but you only have two of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you're 18. Right. Think for yourself and ask questions. Like, how are we supposed to ask questions? It's a different. Uh... If you've told us to be quiet the uh, most of our life, you know? Right. So I, th I think. I think that's a good ethnicity definitely plays a huge factor yeah. in that even in a in a different setting like outside of the classroom i feel like if you're in a in a surrounded by hispanics you're gonna feel more comfortable saying whatever you want you know mm -hmm. yeah so it doesn't necessarily have to be a classroom but wherever you're at you just feel comfortable with your own that's weird yeah, <laughs> yeah. feel comfortable with your own uh, yeah, uh people i don't know like i'm trying to think about it and it's like why would you feel uncomfortable when you're surrounded by other ethnicities? Like, yeah, I think yeah. it's probably some. We really want to get into it. It's probably some weird, deep-rooted thing from like when humans lived in tribes, because everyone in your tribe looked like you. So, so if you're outside of your tribe, you don't want to speak right. out, or you're more on edge. What's your opinion? <laughs> yeah, when you're outside of your tribes, and it probably helped, you know, with evolutionary-wise back in the day when if there was a different tribe, that tribe was probably trying to kill you. 
Whereas now, if you go to a bar in like Wicker Park with a bunch of white people, they're not white people are trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your body might be like, oh shit, different people. They they want to hurt you. When in reality, you know, they're just trying to drink their IPAs. Yeah. Yes, no. I think um, I think that's true. But you have to be aware of social constructs that follow people that um, don't follow elsewhere. And I think here in this like Western culture, you'll see it more present than anywhere else, just because it's like. There's that debate of like who do who do your identity who you identify yourself with and like mm-hmm. what you can and can't check at the door. So like if you're a police officer, you can take off the badge and you're a person, you know. Right. But if you're a, a black man, you can't check that at the door. You know what I'm saying? And that right. stigma or those stereotypes of that whatever follows you. Just like earlier today, I was like walking Russian, and I knew this was gonna happen. It's like elevator with a white girl, mm-hmm. go in and like like clockwork, you know empty elevator but like clenched purse off to the side you yeah. know what I'm saying it happens all the time um i'm used to it by now but it's like clearly like we're in a university setting like i'm not gonna rob you right you know what i'm saying so there's no need I, I, it could be all in my head it could be whatever uh but i think like with studies like that or just like you have to be like um you have to consider all the different identities or just different factors in play in terms mm-hmm. of like speaking up or just like in the classroom setting, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, did you feel any sort of way when you transferred out to out, out of Morton? No, not necessarily. Uh, when I was in broadcasting school downtown, it was very diverse. So it wasn't, uh, oh, Illinois, uh, Bronx broadcasting yeah, center, Illinois yeah. broadcasting yeah. center. Um, it was very diverse. So I, I'd never felt, uh, out of place, I yeah. guess you could say like, That's it was good. very like, um, yes. Would would that be uh, attributed to the fact that because it was so diverse, there was like if you walked into a classroom, there was no clear cut dominant uh, not at all race there. No, no, not at all. So I've never really been in that setting as far as like education goes. Um, because yeah, I've always been around like different, uh, you know, different ethnicities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it at NIU though? Were you ever in a? Uh, it it depends. Well, yeah, it really depended on the exact class. Like, I know, like, uh, most of my computer science classes and, like, statistics and math classes, there was, I'm trying to think now, but that I can remember there wasn't really another, like, Hispanic student in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was usually uh, just mainly white people or white-colored people and uh, people of Indian descent yeah. was the two, like, dominant uh uh, races in there. Did you ever feel like restricted to like, like voice your opinion or put input on certain things or? Yeah, that that's what I was thinking would be the follow up question, and I feel like it didn't really apply there because you don't really do a whole lot of talking in a computer <laughs> science class. Well, that's true. You just work um, on your own. Did with, you feel comfortable? Yeah, like I never. There was never a point where I felt uncomfortable, but maybe if the classroom was actually a little bit more full and like I was closer to people, mm-hmm. I would have felt it more. But. Because the classroom was so large and so empty, you know, there was yeah. five desks between me and the next person. Right. Um, that does make me think of my uh, speech class that I took, which in that class, it was mostly the same the same thing. But in that class, I didn't feel uncomfortable with it. And probably because of in high school, we had the, um, what was it? I, I forgot what the class was officially called, but the one where you like, make a mock bill and you try to get it passed through like some fake legislation. Oh, like a, 
It was like a government government class. class. I, yeah, I don't remember like what it was called. I went to underfunded high school. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it it was basically. Wait, what high school did you go to? Small Christian school in Indiana. Oh, nice. yeah. It was like a mil- military esque kind of thing, but the government government right? yeah yeah so. it was like a mock government type thing yeah. so like the whole semester you're kind of working on this bill that you want to get passed and you're like citing sources and getting all this research and stuff mm-hmm. and you know you work in like at least when i took it you worked in like a group of like four or five people and each person kind of had their own thing that they had to do mm-hmm. and mine ended up being that i was the person who had to get up and talk about the the mm-hmm. bill and support it and make the arguments around it and you know respond to people's rebuttals and all that nice so I think doing it first in an environment where I was more comfortable right off the bat made it easier to then uh, reproduce it again in an environment where I was not mm. as comfortable but had more practice at it. Mm. So, I see what you're saying, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, and as I'm talking through this, is like the first time that I'm like processing it. Yeah. So I think that probably helped uh, significantly with that because I know even most people in the classroom and had trouble just kind of standing there and defending their points and i know one person had to just stop and like step outside oh wow yeah because they i guess in um in people's rebuttals to their points i guess they felt like personally attacked or something I don't yeah know. so yeah. yeah things like that yeah so but I mean, he did in the classroom yeah i mean though the, that's an interesting point because it highlights the different kinds of industry and the majority ownership or who's in that industry. You mm-hmm. know, you mentioned politics, you mentioned uh, sciences, sciences yeah. and mathematics, and you see who is in that industry and who's leading the charge of it. And you know, we talked about the music industry earlier. It's like these spaces, they're, they're mainly white spaces, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, lack of commu- uh, uh, people of color, lack of women in leadership roles. And you see that. So, like, when you go to press events, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it yourself, too, especially industry events, all mainly white dudes. You know right. what I'm saying? And oftentimes, I'm the only uh, uh, Latinx-identified man. There's yeah. a few black dudes there, you know, mm-hmm. photographers, reporters, whatever, obviously musicians. So, they're there, but, like, overwhelmingly, it's uh, it's white dudes, you know, and some white women, but very few, and mm-hmm. no women of color at all. Right. Um, but that's, that's, that's true for almost every industry, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, that's got to change though. That's kind of how it breaks down always. It's always minority, minorities and then female minorities are like way at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, but yeah, I wish I would have, uh, you know, let off with that <laughs> yeah, one and dude, probably finished, like... finished with the scooters. Let's go back to the scooters real quick. But, uh, yeah, I think minorities quick. fall more on these scooters or do you think it's <laughs> There's like a disproportionately high rate of minorities yeah. falling on scooters? Well, actually, okay. A realistic question would be, do you think these scooters work, uh, are being utilized more in, uh, like better neighborhoods or is it like, are they allowed to be in these like lower income neighborhoods? And are people using them effectively? Interesting question. We yeah. should do some research. We'll uh, follow back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, that's a good question. Yeah, and a uh, good story idea. I'm gonna steal that. You yeah, know. definitely. Well, that was a uh, survey says, and I think uh, we could wrap it up with that, yeah. man. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good segment. Good. Yeah. Yo, Jesus, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it, man. I really, yeah. really enjoyed being here. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Yeah, for Hopefully, sure. Is there anything out. you want to plug in, or <laughs> anything you want to shout out, or you got? Uh, you know, hot ones. You got this camera, that camera, this yeah. camera. Yeah. There's one right you got there. Thirty seconds. <laughs> um, no, I mean, peace and love. Love each other. Life is short. 
enjoy it while you can. Uh, if you want to harass me on social media, <laughs> IG is Jesus J Montero. Um, same for all platforms. Just Google it. My, my MySpace should come up too. If you want to add, yeah. add me on that, add me on MySpace. I'll add you to my top eight to make it official. But yeah, it's been an honor. Thank you guys, and hopefully you guys had uh, something you could use. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. Thank you. And uh, yeah, this has been Trader with That Radio. You already know how it goes. Tune in next week where we find out if Renee sold his radio for what? Uh, tickets to go see uh, Charlie's Angels. There you oh, go. Nice. And your knees, if they're any better. Yeah, we'll, we'll check uh, in on your we'll knees. Check on we'll check on his knees. All right, guys. Tune in next week. Thank you. <laughs> Should be a knee segment. Yo, Trader's knees. knees.